John chapter 17. In this chapter of the Bible, Jesus prays for His disciples. And there's a lot of good things in here that, to me, really speak of missions and why Jesus came and what He did with His disciples. I truly believe that missions and really the work of the Gospel is, is our most important part of life as a Christian. I know we have to work. I know we have to you know, hold down jobs, raise our family. But this is what God is all about. This is, an, this is the heart of God. This is what God wants us to be all about. And this is what Jesus Christ was about when He came to this earth. And this, this was His driving motivation, and that is to redeem people. And He went to the cross and He died for our sins. So, as we go along, I know sometimes in my own personal life, I, I get busy and, and forget about the importance of it. Sometimes when you're out and you, you know, God prompts your heart and you want to share the gospel with somebody, sometimes we're embarrassed, right? I've been there where I think, man, well, how are they going to respond? This is kind of awkward. It's not always comfortable. Sometimes we're just too, uh, too selfish, I would say. Really thinking about our own needs, our own lives, to really focus on the needs of others. And today, hopefully I'll encourage, encourage your hearts this morning and I, the, the topic that I picked to speak on is, is missions involvement a call or a command? And I think that we could all answer that question really without looking much at things because of things we know, but it is a command to be involved in missions. God calls missionaries. There's a difference. God calls missionaries. You can look at the Apostle Paul. When God called him and Barnabas, the Spirit of God led them to leave and, and become missionaries. But... Everybody in that church was commanded to be involved in missions. And that, that is the truth. We're going to see that today, hopefully. So if, if you're there in John chapter 17, look with me in verse number 14 to start with. This is Jesus once again praying to God the Father for His disciples. He said, I have given them Thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou, but thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. And then look at verse 20. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which should believe on me through their word. We're going to stop there and look at these verses. And there's, you know, at, at first glance you might think, well, how is this a missions lesson from this Bible? And, and, and from these Bible verses. And the reason is, is because Jesus, think about what Jesus did. Jesus spent about three years training these disciples pouring His life into them. When I think about the, really the advantage that these disciples had, as Jesus taught the multitudes, the disciples would go away separately alone and have a chance for Jesus really to open up and pour into them what the message was, what it meant. They had a special relationship with Jesus Christ. 
And what he was doing, it was not just to spend time with these men, but he was training these men for these three years. And why was he training them? Because Jesus Christ established the local church right there with these men. And that's what he did. He taught them. And he spent, I mean, they, they, they went with Jesus everywhere. And he poured out and invested into their lives what the truth was, what they needed to know. And we all know these men, they, were, they had failures and, and faults just like any one of us. But what Jesus was doing, right here in, in, chapter, in John chapter 17, Jesus is getting close to the end of his earthly life. He's, he's getting close to be, going to the cross. And right here we find him praying for these men. And I, I know Jesus had to have on his heart and mind, these guys are going to be without me. Three years, they've had me around. I've helped them, I've taught them, I've trained them, but now the time is going to come where I'm no longer going to be there, where they can just come and lean on me. Now, he said the Spirit of God's coming, but it would still be different, wouldn't it? I mean, imagine being with Jesus every day for, three, for about three years, and then he's going. And these men, they struggled even with this concept. They thought Jesus, he's going to establish his kingdom, this is all, it's going to be great. No, he's, he's going away. And as he's going away, Jesus said, I'm sending them out. That's what a missionary is. They're sent. So Jesus said, I'm sending them out. This first church with these men that Jesus established, he's going to send them out into the world. That's the picture of how the church works today, by the way. It's a perfect example of what the church should be. So as Jesus invested into their lives, and he taught them the truth, and He worked with them day after day after day. Now they're going to have to go into the world and stand on their own. And I appreciate Brother Jedi's message the other night about the role of the church in missions. And his first point was talking about how really in the church, it's, where we, it's the training ground for people to learn how to go out and, and share the gospel and, and, and to give us a, a burden and a passion. But it's not just a training ground. It, we have to do it together. Because... How can one man take the gospel everywhere? He can't. But together, God knew that together, if we follow His plan, that it could happen. It's a possibility. And this is the command that God has given to us today. For all of us. All of us to be involved in. All of us to be a part of. Jesus didn't just give this command, by the way, we're going to look at it in a minute, but this command in Matthew chapter 28, He didn't just give it to the 11 disciples, even though He did share that with them. If it would have stopped, if it was just for these 11 men, think about it like this, then it would be done today, right? If it was just for those guys, then we have no responsibility. And if we have no responsibility, why are we really even here today? What's our purpose? Is our purpose here so we can have a nice place to meet, talk with friends? That's a good thing, yes. We encourage each other. But more than that, we ought to be about God's business, and that is sharing the gospel with the world. That's sharing the gospel. Jesus discipled these men. He taught these men. And these men, they had, they had an open heart. They were teachable men. They wanted to learn. They wanted to know. And so many times I think about my own life and about others are we really, do we have that teachable heart? Do we want to learn? Do we want to grow? Do we want to improve? Do we want to share the gospel and spread it with the world? Are we satisfied where we're at right now? So many times I think it's easy to just be satisfied where you're at. I know I'm on my way to heaven. 
My family's doing pretty good. Everything's going pretty good in my life. But what about the people out there that have no idea who Jesus is? They need the gospel. And we have the truth. We have it. God's made a difference in our lives. He's changed us. And we should share that message with other people. It's not just a calling, but it's a command from God. And as I was thinking, you know, it's... I just kind of lost my train of thought there for a minute. I'll come back to that. But we have a great responsibility today. It falls on the church for us to be missionary, missions-minded. Missions is, it should be in our heart. And I don't, want, I don't want to talk anybody into doing missions. It, I, the purpose of, of the Bible should convict us, but if you can talk somebody into it where you always have to, come on, let's do this, let's go do the outreach, let's, let's get involved in this, let's get excited about this, and it's good to get people pumped up, but if you have to do that every time, if, some, if it's not in your heart, then you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. And these missions messages, they're good, and they get us excited, and, and it's good to be renewed sometimes, but is it, if it's not in our heart, we're, just, we're not going to follow through with anything. Because what Jesus was saying, even for these men, Jesus, He prayed that God wouldn't take them out of the world in verse, in verse 15. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. Jesus didn't say, let's take them out. They're going to have persecution. In verse 14, He talked about people hating them. But God, keep them through these things. Keep them from the evils. Keep them from all these, these bad things that are going to deter them. And if, if you have to be talked into doing missions all the time, then you're going to get discouraged and you're going to quit. But when it's in your heart, it makes a difference. When it's in your heart, it makes all the difference. We ought to be teachable today. We ought to, we ought to let God's Word impact our lives. You're in John chapter 17 here. I'm going to look at a couple of verses. I'm going to read through them. Verse 6 says this, I have manifested thy name unto them which thou gavest me out of the world. They, uh, thine they were, and thou gavest them me. And then look at the last part. And they have kept thy word. Look in verse number 8. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me. And they have received them. And have known surely that I came from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send them. Once again, they, Jesus gave them the words. He gave them the truth. Look at verse 14. I have given them thy word. Once again, that's the Bible, the, the truth. Verse 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Look at verse number 19. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through thy truth. There was a lot of things about truth in the Bible there. And Jesus, like I said earlier, He was, he was giving them truth and, and so much truth and, and, the, and the words of God. He was delivering it to these men. But what were they supposed to do with the truth? What are we supposed to do with truth? Did Jesus just invest all this time, all His resources into pouring His life into these men, giving them the truth so that they could do nothing with it? Do you think that's why Jesus did that? Do you think He just said, okay, I'm going to give it to these 11 and that's all that matters to me? No. What was the point? The point was, they take the truth 
and they share it with other people. They take the truth and they share what they've learned. We have such a privilege to know the Bible today, to have a copy of the Word of God, and we know the truth and we hear the truth on a weekly basis. What are we doing with the truth? What are you doing with the truth? What am I doing with the truth? Am I selfish and just saying, God, you're blessing me. Good. Thank you, Lord. No, God expected us to take that truth and to share it with others. That's why Jesus sent them out. He sent them out so that they could take this truth and proclaim it to other people. I was thinking the other day about, as I thought about the disciples, I thought what an advantage they had. Being with Jesus every day, learning from Him. And I, I thought about this Bible verse. I've read it many times, but in Second Peter chapter 1, uh, verse 19 through 21, in the verses before, Peter was talking about how he had been eyewitness of Jesus Christ. I mean, he was there on the Mount of Transfiguration. He saw all these things. And this is what Peter says to, the, to these believers. He said in verse 19, "...we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do, you do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star rise in your hearts." And what's he talking about there? Verse 20, "...knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scriptures of any in private interpretation..." He's talking about the Bible. He's talking about the Bible. He witnessed Jesus Christ Himself and said, you have a more sure word of prophecy. It's the Scriptures. What a blessing. And what an advantage we have even over Peter and Paul and all these guys because the New Testament wasn't complete yet, but we have everything. We have the complete Word of God. We have the truth in our sight today and sometimes... To our shame, we do nothing with it. Nothing. Sometimes you know you should be helping people. You know you should be sharing the Gospel. You know you should be involved in missions. But we don't. And you know, I'm guilty too. I'm not going to stand up here and say, I do everything I should do and I always do it right. That's why I, that's why I really enjoy these missions conferences because they bring the focus back on what's so important in this life. Sharing the Gospel. Sharing the good news with people around us. It's our responsibility. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says, this is Jesus speaking to His men before He leaves this life. He said, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto Me. Notice that word, shall. Do you think He was giving an, uh, uh, a suggestion here? Or if you want, No, He said, ye shall be witnesses for Me. It's right there in the Bible. If, if we focus on the right thing, God is commanding us to do these things. You've heard a lot of good messages this week, if you've come and, and listened, but what are you going to do with those messages? What are you going to do? Is it just going to be another missions conference that kind of passes by, and, and maybe next year when you get around to it, you're going to say, I'm going to get excited. No, let's get excited now. Let's get excited about God's work today. Let's realize that God has called us, has commanded us, has, has given us this commission. In Matthew 28, I'll read this. You don't have to turn there. Every, I'm sure most people are familiar with this. Matthew 28, 16-20, Then when the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them, and when they saw Him, they worshipped Him. But some doubted. Every time I read that, in there, but some doubted that. That amazes me that some of them doubted, but 
I mean, here, here's Jesus. He died and rose again. Some are still doubting. But that, that just goes to show everybody's in a different spot. But, but yeah, that, that's crazy to me. Verse 18, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. All power belongs to Jesus today. He's the authority, by the way. That should mean something to us. And then he said in verse 19, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Verse 20, Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Jesus said to these eleven disciples, All the things that I've commanded you, these years that I've been working with you, what do, you, what do I want you to do with that? Teach other people. Take it. Go with it. Don't just stay here. Don't just stay in your comfort zone. But you take it and you teach all people. You bring the Gospel to everybody. You share the good news. Spread the message. This is when Jesus is about to leave. And He shows us right here what's on His heart for these men. This is what's on His heart right now. I want you to take the message that I've shown you all these years, and I want you to spread it to other people. I want you to teach. I want you to preach. And then he, and he sent them out. And they went. They went and they did what Jesus had commanded them to do. All the training led up to this moment. All, all the truth that Jesus poured into their lives was, was going to go forth into the world. And it did. Thank God it did, right? We have the truth here today because they went. They preached. But there are people all over this world today who don't know, who don't have the truth. What's the answer? Is the answer, well, you know, that's just how it's going to go. That's how it is. No. The answer is what Jesus said to these 11 men. Go and preach. And we don't all, we're not all called to go to the mission field. Not all of us, God designs to go to the mission field. But He has commanded us all to be involved in the work, to pray for the work, to give to the work and some of us to go. But He's commanded all of us to share our faith as well. Matthew 5, 15-16, it says, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. And He said, Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You know what Jesus said? The purpose of the light is what? So that it could shine in the darkness, right? You don't light a candle. You probably don't light candles too much anymore, but you don't, you don't turn a light on, <laughs> have a flashlight and cover it up. You use it to, to... That light reveals things. It's the truth. It's what it is. It's the truth. And Jesus said, you'll let your light shine. Let people see it. Let people know it. Because this is how missions works. God expects, our, God expects us to let our light shine. He said just before that, you're salt, and if the salt has lost its savor, it's, it's good for nothing. There's no purpose to it anymore, right? That, that, that could be, if, if you really think about that statement, that could be kind of offensive to some people, couldn't it? Because if I'm a Christian who is not doing the purpose that God has left me here for, what's, what am I good for? Right? Say, well, you know, I, I got a nice house, I got a nice car, my family's doing... Okay, but why did God leave us here? 
we read in, in 15, I'm not going to go back to it, but Jesus said, Don't, God, I'm not praying that you take him out of the world. But why did Jesus leave him in the world? Did he leave him in the world just because he wanted to see, see him suffer or see him go through hard times? No, he left him in the world so they could share his message. Why did Jesus leave me in this world when he redeemed me, when he saved my soul? So that I could share the message with other people. That's my purpose. That's your purpose. That's God's plan for your life. And yes, like I said at the beginning, there are things that we have to do. You can't neglect certain things. If I never go to work and I don't provide for my family, the Bible says that's not a good thing either. But our, our, our real purpose in this life is to share God's message. And, and I'm afraid that sometimes when you get into churches, they're, 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 just, they're believers that just sit in the in the services week after week after week, and they receive the truth, and they have the truth, and they do nothing with it. Nothing. The Apostle Paul, he wasn't one of the eleven disciples that received this command, but he took this personally, didn't he? He took it real in his life. It, it, the Gospel changed this guy dramatically. And when it changed him, you know what he did? He went and he shared it with everybody. He said, this is, this is Jesus who has changed my life. He gave his testimony, and what a powerful testimony he had. By the way, your, your testimony, whether you think it or not, can be very powerful when you're, help, when, when you're helping to spread the gospel. If you share that testimony with other people, there very well may be people just like you who your testimony can affect and touch. And they can see how Jesus made a difference in your life. What a blessing. What an honor to be in the service of the Lord. God has, has really given us, a, in my mind, a special gift, being able to share the gospel with other people. And uh, in John 17, 18, as, as Jesus was praying, He said, As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I sent them into the world. As I looked at that and saw that, think about this. Jesus said, God the Father sent me into the world. And just like He sent me, I'm sending you. That's a blessing, isn't it? The Father has sent me, and now I'm sending you. And I think as, as and, I, and we can get this from this, as the church goes on, the church, what do we do? We're sending out as well. If we stop sending out, if, and, and Pastor, he was talking about how we're going to look at other missionaries and supporting them and getting the work. If we stop doing that, then the purpose of the church is no longer being fulfilled. And this church, honestly, it, the church, would, in my opinion, would be dying then. Because this is part of our commission. This is part of the purpose and the reason why we're here today. And, there, and, and if we miss this, then we miss the main thing, in my opinion. The main thing. The main thing is getting the gospel to the lost. That's the main thing. If we stop doing that, then we're not fulfilling the purpose that Jesus left us here for. Sometimes it's, it's very awkward. And, and just thinking about adopting a missionary for a minute... This, for me, by the way, emailing's not going to be that bad, texting's not going to be that bad, but I am not a major phone conversation guy. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it, it can be awkward to me. Unless I know you, then it's not as bad. But imagine talking to someone that you don't necessarily really know that much. Is that going to be awkward? 
probably for some of us. Some of you guys, you could do it and it's not a problem at all. For me, it'll be a little awkward. But just think about these these men and, and, and their families who give everything up to go and preach the gospel. And the fact that we can... You don't have to be the one that goes. But you can have a major impact on encouraging those that do go, that do give their lives. And that's, is that asking a lot? No, not really. Is it really that hard to send out a text or an email once a week? And is it hard to, to call them on the phone once a month? Is it hard to say happy birthday or happy anniversary? Or, is that hard? No, it's not that hard, is it? But it can have a major impact on these people's lives. We need to look at the opportunities that we have in front of us and say, as a church, we are going to be involved in missions. It's not an option for us, it's a command. Jesus said, all power is given unto me. So He is the final authority. And what does He tell us to do? Go. Share the Gospel. In that church at uh, Antioch, where Paul was sent out of, They were in the local church. Every time I read that, I enjoy reading that portion of Scripture because these two men, Paul and Barnabas, they were in the local church. And what were they doing? They were serving. They were ministering. They were just being ready and available, being used. All of us should be that way, by the way. Being used of God. Be ready. And then God said, separate me, these two men. I want them to go. The Holy Spirit called them out. And in that verse, the Bible talks about how the church, what did they do? They, they prayed and they laid hands on them, right? And then after that, who sent them out? Yes, the Holy Spirit, but also the church sent them out, didn't it? The church sent them. They laid hands and they sent them out. They sent out the missionaries. And as a church, once again, it's our job to send out missionaries. And I think... I think if we, really let, if we really follow God's plan and let Him work, let Him work in our hearts personally, I think the Lord would do more sending through us. As our church grew, as we trained, more people would probably be called into the work of God. I don't think God just limits it and says, oh, you got your one family, I'm done, that's good. No, I think God wants our church to grow, and then He wants people to leave and go out into this world. But do we have that open heart? Do we have that heart to say, God, I'm willing? The laborers truly are few, aren't they? As we serve God, as, 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 we, as we send people out, there's so many people compared to the few laborers that are actually involved in the work. Think about the world. Think about the population of this world. And then true believers, true churches who are sending out missionaries, they're few. They're few. But this is God's will. This is God's will. If you agree with this today, and you think about this, and you, you could say, yes, I agree, this is God's will, this is God's command. My question to you is, are you obeying that command? Answer that in your own heart today. Am I obeying God's command to be involved in the work of missions? And if you say no, then... You're really not right with God today. And I'm not right with God if I'm not. And that, because God, if we're disobeying God, then we can't be walking with God in the way that we should be. 
If you would obey God in every area that He speaks to your heart today, God will open up your life so much and show you His will and His way, and He'll bless you in ways that you never even imagined. And you might say, well, I don't want to open up my heart because God might make me go, or He might make me give more, or He might make me do more. I tell you what, God will bless you if you give Him what He wants. So I think sometimes Christians can be so unhappy, and they might wonder, why am I so unhappy? Sometimes it's because we're not allowing God to have His way in our own life. We're not obeying Him. Because if God's purpose and plan for me is to be involved in missions and I'm not involved in it, how am I ever going to be truly happy? How am I ever going to really have the joy that God wants to give me? In verse 13 of John 17, He said, Now I come to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Do you think that they were going to have the joy if they would have disobeyed Christ? I would say no. I don't think they would have that joy. Because all of this, He's speaking about His Word and going and sending them. So we, we can sit here and say, oh, I'm not happy at my job. I'm not, things are bad right now. But are we really obeying God in this area of our life? Truly. And some, some might be obeying, but is God calling you to more, to give more, to, to do more? And I know sometimes that can be challenging. I know... But God's not going to ask us to do something that's bad for us. God's not going to ask us to do something that's going to harm our families. Or No, He, he wants to bless us today. But He wants to use us to be His ministers, to be His servants, to be His messengers. Paul called us ambassadors of Jesus Christ. And that's what God wants us to do today. Think about this this morning. If everybody in this church had a burden for missions like you, think about it in your own mind. If everybody had a burden for missions like you, would the work of God be moving forward? Would God's work be going forward? If everybody was involved as you are right now, how effective would this church be? None of us have arrived to the place where we can say we do everything we should and and we're involved as we should be. We all have these rooms for improvement and growth. And the good thing about God is He works with us. You know... As I give to Him, and I give more, and I, and I let Him have His way in my life, God, here's, and this could be good, and some people might think it's bad, God doesn't just stop there. But He's going to challenge you later on and say, I want this area of your life. I want you to do more here. I want you to give more here. But you could ask, I mean, ask some of these missionaries when they come, do you ever regret giving your life to God and allowing Him to use Him? Ask them. See what they say. I'm pretty sure they're going to say, no, I don't regret it one bit. I don't regret it at all. When you serve God and give God your life, you're not going to regret it. You're not going to say, you're not going to say man, I wish I wouldn't have done that much. In fact, one day when Jesus comes back, we're going to say, Lord Jesus, I wish I would have given you more. I wish I would have given you more time, more of my, more of my resources, more of my life. God, I wish I would have given you more. I don't want to be like the man in the parable who had the talent and he went and he hid it and said, I have this, but I'm going to hide it. I'm not going to do anything with it. And when Jesus came back, He said, you were slothful. 
Not well done for you. You did nothing with it. And I fear that we have the truth sometimes in our own lives and we have a handle on it and we do nothing with it. And when Jesus comes back, there will be shame. There will be shame that we didn't serve our Savior more. We'll never have to pay for our sins. We're not going to be judged for our sins. But don't get that in your mind and say, okay, I'm not going to have any judgment at all. That's not true. Jesus is going to judge us one day. He's going to judge us for our service to Him. What we did for Him. How much we, how, how much we involved ourselves in His commands and what He wanted from our lives. One day we're going to stand before Him. And like I said, I, I don't ever want... I don't, I don't think that we should just talk people into it and try to trick them into serving the Lord. But I'm telling you what, think about the fact that one day you're going to stand before your Savior. And you're going to answer for everything you've done. Done in the sense of what have you done for Him? What have you done for Him? Jesus didn't just leave us here so we could just exist. He gave us a purpose. What's your purpose today? I can tell you this right now. One of your purposes is to be involved in missions. I have no doubt about that at all. No doubt. Missions is a command. Missions involvement is a command to the local church. And you are, if you're here and you're a member of this local church, it is your command today. Not from me, but from the authority who is Jesus Christ. It's His command. What are you doing with it? Are we going? I thought the other day about how... It's so, and, and it's good to pray about things like your job and pray if maybe something breaks down in your house, God, help me with this or help me with the finances. Help my kids in school. What, pray in all these things. And, and they're good things to pray for and we should. But... And, and, I, and this put me to shame cause I, and I don't know why this thought came into my mind, but... I thought, how much do I really pray? Yes, for missionaries, but really my own involvement as far as having an open door to share the gospel with people. Because Paul, he, he, he asked the church one time to pray that there would be an open door so that he could share the gospel with people. He, he wanted that, he, church, pray for me. I want an open door so I can share the Word of God. And I was thinking, you know, we're around people all the time. You go to work and you have people that you're around every day. Do you ever pray, God, can you open up the opportunity for me to share the gospel with this person? Because you don't just want to stand there all day and talk. shouldn't anyway. But pray for God to open up doors for you. And I think sometimes we don't pray for missions and we don't pray for opportunities and we don't pray for these chances because we're so distracted with the things of this life. It's not always the case. I'm not going to say that's everybody in here. But it's easy. It's easy to get so caught up in this world that we forget about what's coming. And I may live, I don't know, to be a hundred. But that is nothing compared to the eternity that I'm going to spend with my Savior. Nothing compared to the eternity that people out there in this world who are lost are going to spend in a place called hell. It's nothing. And yet, sometimes I care so much about these things that are just going to pass away one day. They mean so little compared to what God has done for us. We need, we, need, we need to share God's Word. 
We need to be involved in missions. We need to, whatever way you can, whatever God challenges you, I encourage you, maybe you've been challenged this week and you've kept that journal. Those things, don't let them slip away. Say, God, this is real. God, I want to be involved. God, I want to do more. And let's see what God can do with our church. It's not about having the largest church. You could easily get caught up in numbers and say, let's, you know, we want this to be a, a, a large church and a great church and have everybody know our name. It's not about that. We want to we wanna spread the gospel. We want to share God's word with the lost. And we need people. God needs you involved in the work today. God could have done his work any way he wanted, but he chose people. He chose you and me. You're chosen by God. God wants you to be involved. But you have to be the one to decide. I'm going to get involved today. I'm going to take this serious today. I'm going to give God everything that I got and let Him have my life. And you'll never regret it. It's our, it's our command today, church. Mount Zion Baptist Church, I'm included in this. It's our call. It's our command. It's what God has for us. What are we going to do with it?